Hey, I'm Sean. And I'm Clayton, and we're men who like men who like movies. We are two queer men who love movies and love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. What did you pick out for us to watch this week, Sean? So this is a movie that has started me on my reevaluation of Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, for a long time, I was not a big Meryl Streep fan. And this movie has single-handedly kind of, well, not single-handedly, because she's really good in Into the Woods, too. But this movie has really made me change my my dislike of Meryl Streep. And uh, we... I wanted to talk about it. So we are watching from 1992, Death Becomes Her. <laughs> Good choice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and we have a special guest this week. Uh, we have Amber Zufall. Thanks for being with us, Amber. You're good, you're a good friend of ours and a friend of the podcast. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Anytime. What made, what made you choose this movie? Um, it's just a movie that I remember from my childhood, so a little nostalgia, I guess. Yeah, you like practically demanded to be on this episode, so I figured you had really strong feelings about it one way or the other. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, I, this is not a childhood movie for me, but I kinda, I'm kind of, i kind of glad it's not. I'm glad I'm discovering it when I'm older. How about you, Clayton? What is your relationship with that becomes her? I had not seen it because I also was not a fan of Meryl Streep until a few years ago. I believe you made me watch it, didn't you? Yeah, I did make you watch this one. <laughs> so I cannot remember exactly how many years ago it was, but that was the first time I had seen this movie. And I was so angry I had not seen it sooner. And I also had, weirdly enough, with Into the Woods, which is not a movie that I greatly love, but Meryl Streep's performance, I was like, oh, okay. Like, she's really good. And then I started, like, going back through her filmography and gained a great love of Meryl Streep. Like, even The Devil Wears Prada, I had not seen until, like, the last probably five years or something. Uh, yeah, The Devil Wears Prada is the one, like, exception I had made. I just, I don't know. I thought she was a little, this is going to sound awful and probably get my... <laughs> i thought she LGBT was overrated going, yes overrated thank you like um i thought she was a little overrated and i don't know maybe i'm a little biased but i was really wanting rooney mara to win for <laughs> the oscar for I the mean, girl with the I dragon did, tattoo I did and she too. won for the iron lady and i just i did not i have care. not seen <laughs> the iron lady but i am salty about that i'm still salty uh but this movie is just so fun, and I love Goldie Hawn, and I was so happy that I finally watched it, and it's wonderful. I ended up actually buying it for this podcast watch. Uh, it came on sale, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm adding that to my own collection, because this movie is amazing. I actually had a couple friends, they were all like, you have to watch this. And if I, yep, it went on sale on Vudu for like five bucks, and I was like... You know what? The premise sounds fun. Like, I've heard a lot of good things. And my favorite drag queen, this is like their favorite movie. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you know what? I'll give it a try. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah, now I'm not a big a comedy favorite. person either. And yeah, this is amazing. Very good pick. <laughs> Thank you. Would you guys recommend this? Definitely. It's a fun movie. Oh, 100%. Yep, me too. Alrighty, you guys ready to get into the meat of it? Yeah, of course. Alrighty, uh, so there will be spoilers ahead, just so everyone knows. Um, this was directed and produced by Robert Zemeckis. 
who it, you know everyone knows who robert zemeckis is <laughs> i have never I'm seen not... the polar express it looks so creepy it is creepy it seriously is like how it uh, just how they look like the characters are like doing the voice for him basically it just looks like absolute nightmare fuel yeah <laughs> and i mean i like horror movies but like there are limits <laughs> say he's done so much better stuff like he's done romancing the stone and who framed roger rabbit and back to the future of course and I mean, I'm not a big fan of Forrest Gump, but that's a personal thing that I don't really want. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an that's an anger at my parents kind of thing because my dad used to watch that movie every Saturday. All that to say, he's hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he hits more than he misses. I think, but yeah, he True. he he directed and produced uh, along with the other producer was uh, Steve Starkey um who i'm not gonna lie i don't really know his filmography very well um i'm pretty sure he was film uh film editor for like uh the two star wars movies the empire strikes back and return of the jedi that's where i think i know his name from um and this was written by martin donovan who this is probably his biggest writing credit and then the other name is actually a huge screenwriter david cap or co-op cap i think it's cap um Quap. who wrote <laughs> keep <laughs> uh, exactly <laughs> david kept um who's written for jurassic park um or he What's wrote the screenplay for jurassic park i know <laughs> i know uh lost world uh the spider-man he wrote a lot of things including the indiana jones kingdom of the crystal skull which we won't talk about (laughs) hey everyone has allowed to have some misses yeah uh and then this was the filmed in los angeles uh and it actually did win an oscar it was won the oscar for uh best visual effects and as it should and it did it definitely (laughs) deserved them and the a lot of the effects in it were used in jurassic park which nice. came out the next like year how? and won again i don't know visual effects are weird i don't understand well, not i mean they were not the visual effects themselves but like the pioneer like the effects that were pioneered like how they did stuff they started using that on jurassic park not just like there's no dinosaur with a hole in them or <laughs> with their neck holding, hanging off of their was. head <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds more like it's out of like a Dino Crisis game. <laughs> not uh, from, can we get not a Jurassic Dino Park. Crisis remake or like uh, a Dino Crisis movie? That'd be so seriously. Badass. I don't want a movie. I want a game. Like, could you imagine like Resident Evil remake with Dino Crisis? Uh, yes. I'm so yeah. excited for Fortnite. Sounds... So excited. Uh. Pre-ordered and ready. <laughs> uh. I was going to say, and also another fun fact about Jurassic Park and this movie, they actually share a cinematographer, Dean Cundy, and production designer, Rick Carter. So nice. it's kind of all over the place. A little bit I of love a, the crossover sometimes between films. <laughs> like, this is just this big comedy and Jurassic Park is Jurassic Park. You wouldn't think there was like this big crossover on crew. And it's just, I just think it's neat. Kind of shows you, it's a, especially in the visual effects world, it's a nice little, like, it's a very much a little, like, family. And I know when we talked about Heather Wixon, like, everyone kind of talks about how they work together and, you know, they would go over to, like, 
other other people's places and have dinner and stuff like that. And it's kind of nice to see like at least in the visual effects world, it's a very it's it's a very contained world there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, some weird production history, which is, I only had one thing, but, uh, actually Meryl Streep cut Goldie Hawn in this movie for real, um, oh, during the shovel bitch. battle. <laughs> yeah. During That's the shovel some battle. That's some whenever, when, some whatever happened to baby Jane <laughs> oral history <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> um, during the shovel battle, apparently Meryl accidentally cut Goldie's face and it left a faint scar. Oh, wow awful how could you do that to goldie mm-hmm. she's so precious well i'm sure she didn't mean to i'm, I'm meryl seems like the type to apologize p- profusely <laughs> um i was just so in character yeah basically <laughs> cast uh it, i mean we've already gone into a little bit but we've got meryl streep as the vain madeline ashton we've got goldie hawn as the uh sniping helen sharp We've got Bruce Willis as the flaccid Dr. Ernest Menville. Flaccid. (laughs) And we've got (laughs) Isabella Rossellini as Liesl von Ruhmann. Those are the main characters. Perfect casting. This is my, I think this is my favorite Isabella Rossellini role. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Like, she's just, she's so bewitching in this. It is not my favorite Goldie Hawn role, though. My favorite Goldie Hawn role will forever and always be foul play. I know you've talked about that. I, I want to see it someday. I, just I love it so much. I've got it on Blu-ray. Next time you're here, we'll watch it. Okay. We'll add that to our list. <laughs> Alrighty. But that's pretty much it for production history that I had. Um, you guys ready to go into the plot of it? Of course. Sure. So we open up with a musical version of Sweet Bird of Youth by Tennessee Williams, which, oh my God, how pretentious can that be? Oh (laughs) my God. (laughs) Uh, Every time I watch this, I'm just like, oh man, no wonder they all hate her in this. (laughs) Yeah, it's very narcissistic. Yeah. For sure. Like, oh, and it's, it is probably the most like, it's the most like narcissistic vain choreography too because everything is about her in that scene i think it's (laughs) kind of funny how like everybody's talking shit in the beginning before they even like show her performing or whatever and i think that makes the song even better because she thinks she's better than you know everybody else so Mm -hmm. i think it's just funny that you hear people talking crap like right when it first starts (laughs) yep she's sensational (laughs) Where uh, we and as we pan the audience, who some of them are getting up to leave in the middle of this episode, yes. or yes. in the middle of it, which I love, they're just like, no. <laughs> I just love how like you see Goldie Hawn's face, and she's just like, she looks so like tortured. It's, it's hilarious. And Bruce Willis <laughs> is just so transfixed. So yes, I, minor tangent right here. I love when movies and stories will have a fake show or production of some kind in the story especially if it's supposed to be awful i live for that shit (laughs) and so this is just such a perfect example of it and like you know she hadn't done musical stuff at that time so meryl doing musicals and like now you know i've seen her in a million um it's just 
glorious absolutely glorious stuff i'm so happy it's here i'm so glad it exists it makes me smile from ear to ear every single time <laughs> it it's does. so and bad it's, <laughs> it's so bad like the choreography is fantastic but like it is just so bad uh it's just not a good one <laughs> but like like you said uh he is just like entranced by her like and <laughs> Ernest goes she's sensational and I love the look that Goldie Hawn just like looks at him like it's just a stare <laughs> like Goldie she... Hawn's looks in this movie just her side are just phenomenal like she yeah. really does not get enough credit she is an amazing actress and so good at just physical comedy yes uh. and also I one thing I I really enjoy the fact that when you go after the show, uh, we're going to Madeline's dressing room and we see her go wrinkle, wrinkle, little star. Hope they never see the scars. And I think it's nice because it does give you a little insight into who like, yeah, Madeline's Madeline's kind of a monster in this movie, but like she's also a fragile human being. Mm-hmm. And I It'd think be that's... horrible being yeah. a woman growing older in the industry, especially in the nineties. Oh, and that's yeah. supposed to be in the seventies. Like you're either you're either a starlet or you're a grandmother. There was yes. no such thing as <laughs> yes. really growing into it. <laughs> and I, her practicing her surprise face always makes me laugh. Like it's so funny. <laughs> I also like when people are practicing faces or practicing like how they're gonna. <laughs> Like Debbie in <laughs> Adam's Family Values practicing her like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, but she was officer. so good in that role. <laughs> She's amazing. Officer, my husband was in that house. <laughs> <laughs> so like Help. again, this movie's just really hitting the sweet spots for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just <gasps> it's just it's so well done, um, and when the, you see their little frenemies situation which i'm not gonna lie at this point in between their friendship i would not talk to this person anymore no, like it i don't very understand toxic. <laughs> yeah. it's very toxic but it's i think it's realistic heightened but realistic <laughs> you think so they've been friends for years and they like she keeps stealing her boyfriends or slash <laughs> I think fiance's. It's just knowing that she knows somebody that's like a celebrity or whatever like and like they've probably been friends since they were kids so it's like a i don't know but <laughs> i didn't <laughs> steal any of them they just jump ship, ship. <laughs> <laughs> Way to Tracy Thompson. I enjoy that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, we see Madeline kind of flir- flirting with Ernest a little bit. And go. <laughs> I also find it ridiculous that she's able to be outside of his operating room <laughs> with, a glass- with a bottle of champagne and two glasses. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> I love their depiction of that. That was so funny. <laughs> like, that's got to be the 80s. Yeah, for sure, when they could still smoke in hospitals. Ugh, I know. Those were the days. I was born in the wrong time. (laughs) Yes. And after that, it... We see Helen is kind of freaking out a little bit. Like, rightfully so. She's had her men stolen by 
Madeline before. And Ernest goes, I have absolutely no interest in Madeline Ashton. And it immediately cuts to their wedding. wedding and I yeah. smash cut <laughs> to the wedding. <laughs> I was just like, I love oh. that she went to the wedding. Yeah. Oh, well, well, she didn't really the go. Yeah, she was watching from the balcony, like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's clearly not. It, like, and I love that she rings the, her like handkerchief. Oh, like that's like her thing because you see it multiple times in yeah. in this opening. Doesn't she bleed at that point? Yeah, and that's yeah, when she pulls it so digging tight, into her. digging into her. And she's just bleeding. It's like, oh, she is. That is Madeline's neck. Yeah, no wonder she needed a therapy. <laughs> yep, and her 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 rock bottom um, has us in a very not BC now fat suit for. Yeah, this is totally my feature right here. Oh my god, I don't care (laughs) that it's not PC. I think Goldie Hawn in that fat suit with all the cats is hysterical. (laughs) Just like watching Madeline over and over again is just so funny. Because it's just like, I don't know. It's so real. It's so relatable. Um, Like still smiling as they take her away. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because she's watching Madeline get strangled in yeah, the repeatedly. I'm like, she just keeps I don't re- know if they could do it. the fat suit today, but I, in my heart, I like kind of wish they would a little bit just because, you know, that's someone who has just completely let themselves go. That's what would happen. Yeah, um, exactly. Eating tubs of frosting. Oh, my God. Surrounded by so many like, cats. I'm not that's above, you know, I love cats, and I'm not above eating frosting like out of the <laughs> jar with a spoon usually i don't think i've ever used my fingers but <laughs> that's just honey also is it frosting it or is it marshmallow fluff it's frosting because there's like empty cans all over the top of her tv okay. i always thought yeah. it was marshmallow i wasn't fluff. sure what it was thank you for clarifying that ambie because <laughs> i was like oh i was like is it marshmallow fluff or is it frosting i can't tell and Either way, the it's sticky I and gross. <laughs> <laughs> I like and... to pay attention to the details, like around certain things, so that I usually catch some good things sometimes. <laughs> <clears throat> and then we end up to after she's been evicted from her apartment, we show uh, that Helen has been admitted into a psychiatric hospital. Um, rightfully so, it seems like. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's and, at the right place. Oh my goodness, it's wonderful. I just, I just love how she's just like, they ask her what she wants to talk about. And she's <laughs> like, I would like to talk about Madeline Ashton. And they, they all, all just scream lose and go crazy. Because yeah. you know that's all she's talked yes. about for the last like It's like a trigger for all the rest months. of the residents there. Yes. And actually, fun fact, did you know that um, actually one of the patients is Deborah Dro Rupp, who is Kitty from that 70s show. Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm, notice wow. that. When is the first seven-year time jump? Is that between her engagement and him getting married to Madeline? Is that full? Is that seven years? No, the no. seven-year is from their marriage to her being, in the, being institutionalized, yeah. and then the next seven is after after this scene. The psychiatric doctor tells her, "Like, hey, you need to like because that was a six month, six months mind. after the beginning." Yes. Or six months after, like, she... Yeah. No, that was six months after she gets evicted from her apartment. Right. Which was seven so years she, after the wedding. Yes. 
and then, and then it goes seven years later after this gotcha yep, i remember she, she inspires her to completely eradicate her and out of her life and you can tell that it is a way that will completely eradicate her from living <laughs> i mean i get it <laughs> <laughs> And we see that Madeline and Ernest have moved to Los Angeles and they are not in, like, they're not really happy. They're having a classic Hollywood marriage. Yeah. Yeah, they do. He's, they live their own separate lives. He's sleeping in his, in his, looks like study or his office. She he's is sleeping. He's sleeping wherever he passes out. <laughs> yeah. And she is sleeping like... Uh, someone who has just had major neck surgery <laughs> not lying down mm-hmm. and i always find her her like sleep routine she's literally sitting up and just looks like the well the living dead <laughs> yeah which is kind I of love a her little, nice uh, little call a sense of triangle of sadness her literal triangle in her above her eyes uh, because that is your triangle of sadness, and it was in a triangle, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't catch just, that. Good one. <laughs> I need you to say it for me every morning, I think. <laughs> but even before that, I will say, I we need to go back to the psychiatric ward for a second, because okay. that is hysterical. Yeah. Um, just the whole, like... If you've ever had any sort of psychiatric therapy or had to be in group therapy or anything, there's always that person. (laughs) And this is six months into it, which, oh my God, I can't even imagine. And all she talks about is Madeline. And she's like, I have something to say. I would like to talk about Madeline Ashton. And they all just (laughs) lose it. It's like like she literally has to be his... pulled aside about it. Like, it's we like gotta let this go, girl. In a day. <clears throat> uh, it's just, I don't know. I think that is genius comedy. <laughs> well, and it's because you definitely know she's talked about her before. So That's all I, she's talked about for six months. Like, you know that is all she has talked about. And I find that their obsession with each other is just like, it's, it's fascinating. Because you'd see these two women who clearly hate each other like they do not like each other like they're but they still have the pretense of being friends and i it's fascinating because you're watching (laughs) you're literally watching a woman who is goldie hawn who is a beautiful woman maybe not so much at the beginning but like uh, or not traditionally attractive at the beginning she loses everything because she doesn't want madeline to win and she's so obsessed with making her lose that she'll do anything she can to to do it that's how women are though in the real world like they don't they don't even want your man but they'll still try to get him anyway like kind of like how she did she didn't really want him but she wanted the services that he would offer her being like a plastic surgeon or whatever so she went for it even against like her own friend's happiness and they really like that out there (laughs) <laughs> bitches yeah. man yeah just, that's why i don't have a lot of friends that are women because can't trust them <laughs> <clears throat> just saying no it's it and that's why i'm glad you brought that up because it is it's fascinating because i i'm i'm not female but i've seen i have seen female <laughs> friendships what 
um but you know i have seen female friendships where there are it does seem like there's an undercurrent of like it's it's like competition uh, competition yeah exactly and how much of that is just the two of them as being who they are and but in like if this movie was like set strictly only in hollywood how much of it would just be like hollywood or society itself pitting them against each other Right. Like, how many times have you heard, like, Selena Gomez versus Hailey Bieber or whoever? Her, a lot her, So her. much. Like, oh you my hear God. all this stuff and you're watching. It, it's literally it, our entire society takes women and they pit them against each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whenever just, you see, like, women supporting women, it is so great. And it's just like, finally, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're... And that's one thing I find fascinating about this is I I think a lot of this it, it is representative of society, but I also think that these two characters are extremely narcissistic and yeah. quite awful. Though I they're think they're so just, funny though. Oh, they're hilarious and they're <laughs> awful they're people. Wonderful characters for a story. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and, and they're ambitious and smart and beautiful, and they crave you know they crave everything they, they crave can get. Bruce Willis. <laughs> but they don't even crave bruce willis they just crave the other one not having him yeah like because at the end some prize yeah what i said he wasn't even that great of a man like yeah not not to jump yeah not to jump (laughs) ahead he ends up like he when he goes uh i'll help you guys after they've made up after their fight he, they go, I'll help you guys, but it's on the condition that you never talk to me again. Mm-hmm. And they both go, well, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Fix me now, and then, you know, I won't have any use for you. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, men, what use? Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> I really need one. Some, is yeah, but you would there? think that, like, the, like, them, him being willing to help them out would, like, make them bond a little more just because he's willing to stick by them even though they've both yeah. put him through some stuff. They are so narcissistic. I know, but like in the real world, like you would hope it would be that way. Like, I, I mean, know. I know you've known some narcissists, Ambie. Oh, yeah. I've... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way to call her so out I'm going to say about that. <laughs> we have got <laughs> some real world experience. This is about that. <laughs> This is uh, not out of the realm of reality, if uh, people, uh, let me yeah. tell you. Yeah, that's why I said I can relate to her in the beginning when she's surrounded by a bunch of cats eating frosting out of a tub. Like, I've been there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think we all have. <laughs> totally. Uh, except all. for the cats. I'm allergic. <laughs> I know. I've never had that many. No. <laughs> that's too many. But like, I mean, two like. Two is almost too many. You know, if you really could just adopt every cat you wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would, but I wouldn't be able to give them all love, so I'd feel really bad. She had one like locked in the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, all the yelling would make me crazy, for sure, though. Yeah. I... There's there's just so much to unpack with her her apartment. <laughs> also, she has a plate like I know we keep going back a little bit, but like she has a plate that's like Twinkies and donuts <laughs> that a cat is just eating. Like 
I didn't even Shoot notice that. out, they get hard. <laughs> like, she is really at rock bottom. Yeah. Like, you don't open Sean, a Twinkie and leave it open. I have been at rock bottom. That's not rock bottom. Rock bottom is worse than that. <laughs> it could be rock bottom for her, though, obviously. Right, true. It could be her rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's so focused on... <laughs> on killing madeline (laughs) or the death of madeline and that but yeah so when we get back to um everybody needs a hobby (laughs) we get back to present day or that present day in the movie and we see madeline and ernest live in this big house they don't talk to each other they are not friends um this is seven years later this is seven years later and they get an invitation to helen shop's book party so she has written a new book called forever young and uh, if that doesn't describe this movie i don't know what would it (laughs) i love their comment forever young right and eternally fat (laughs) like this movie is so obsessed with a certain standard of beauty it it absolutely is like and that's one of the reasons when you see the scene with her at the at the at her apartment before she gets evicted like it's she is wearing a like goldie Hawn is wearing a fat suit and eternally like classically that's how you're made out to be like rock bottom or unattractive is being plus size or obese or fat even and i like the idea that madeline thinks that she you know like she's like forever young and eternally fat like it's a good way for her to keep putting helen down Mm -hmm. and keep her down is what she's trying to do (laughs) uh and we learn that ernest is no longer a plastic surgeon like he used to be he is now an undertaker because right. he's an alcoholic and that's all he can get. Mm-hmm. Because he married <laughs> he married a woman who wanted him only because he was someone else's. And he <laughs> I do And he love... could give her free plastic surgery. <laughs> exactly. And he I love when he goes to work and it's a actor who had died in his hot tub and he's like uh, we'll give him some depth and he's like depth the guy's like depth oh no dr benville you can't give him any character depth people have to recognize him yeah <laughs> and i think that's a, i think that's a nice little commentary on the on, on like acting and actors in hollywood and a, a lot of in a lot of interviews about this film david kep said like his this movie is very much like a response to how he views hollywood itself and very much like you know, it, it is a lot of, like, alien people who are focused on impossible beauty standards and not a lot of, well, depth. Right. Another thing I really, really love, you know, a sweet spot this movie is just hitting is when actors have to say lines or play characters that are putting actors down. And this movie does that in spades. <laughs> It's constantly being a commentary on how actors are about their looks and mm-hmm. particularly female actors, I would say. Um, anyway, 
I think it's funny. Sad, but like I get it. And, and it then is. uh It is funny and it is sad. It could be both. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Both. Both is I prefer good. Both is laughing good. while I cry. And we see Madeline is heading to her favorite uh beauty salon. And she meets Michelle Johnson's uh I don't even remember what the girl's name is. Anna. But Anna, yes. And oh she God. has the most fake French accent. I've yeah, ever heard. it's obnoxious as hell. <laughs> I think it's funny. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> the plasma reduction is it is so traumatic to the body. <laughs> it's oh been God. almost six months already. It was three weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we so basically madeline is trying to get another i'm guessing a facelift or some form of facelift that sounds absolutely dramatic yeah in order to look good for helen's party that night and while she tries to bribe anna into doing extra for more money uh the salon owner mr chagall pops up behind anna which also, how did he get in there? Is this another one of the, like supernatural aspects? You know, I just don't think about it. I like, you know, there's probably a secret route, a secret door like that. Yeah, you're not supposed to think that about chair that chair just like revolved around the wall. I don't know. He's just he's there. <laughs> you don't he know just like happened. ran you know, in like, and sat a, down. You know, like a Faustian <laughs> bargain. It just kind of like he just appears. Right, and that's what it does feel like a Faustian bargain, or at least like leading you to fa- leading you to the devil. Yes. Um, and he has that eye tick, and I find that eye tick so distracting. <laughs> it is so distracting, and I don't know just... why it's there. I'm like, is that an actor I think it's choice? Was he, that? I was think he... it's because he also has taken that elixir, so he's probably dead himself. Oh, and something's you? just jacked with his eye. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's just like a side effect of it, right? Because he he does pop up later in the movie. Yeah, he's at but that every party. Time, he's just like touching his eye, and I'm like, so it's not like he's he's. You know, like, it's not like he's doing, like, it's it's an, uh, a random tick that people have. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like my, his eye is just twitching for whatever reason. <laughs> right. And we, he gives the address to, uh, to go to Liesl's, who we'll meet later in the movie. Very um, exclusive. Yes, very exclusive. Um, to uh, to Madeline, who promptly tears up the card and puts it in her bag, and she ends up, uh, they end up going to the Helen, to the Helen. Ha! Huh. Let's start that again. <laughs> and they end up going to Helen's book party, and they are very much kind of. You can kind of tell that nobody's really talking to them. Um, especially because Ernest has no idea how to be a real person anymore. <laughs> also, this book party is like a Hollywood premiere party. Like Jesus Christ! Yeah, I was gonna say she the is the people there. Yeah, she's definitely like got. She's it's definitely going to be a best selling book. It seems like, which will probably be good because they'll need that money in the future. And paint expensive, y'all. <laughs> We get a nice little, uh, when they see a woman who looks like the old Helen, 
before that woman moves and we see Helen who looks more like the Goldie Hawn we're used to. <laughs> she looks and, yeah. fabulous. Yeah, she looks absolutely stunning in this movie. I wonder like, if she's wearing contacts though. Because her eyes are like I don't know what color they are usually, but they're like really, really, really blue. Like icy blue no, almost. Goldie Hawn does have really blue eyes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But they and I mean like they are shockingly blue. Like she just looks absolutely gorgeous. And, and Madeline I just love as Madeline's walking over and she's just so horrified because Helen looks incredible. And it she's just like, I'm not gonna do this, and turns around and Helen's just like mad. <laughs> also, I like how they call each other mad in hell. I think it's i think it's funny <laughs> i don't know why it's just it seems like it's the fake intimacy of it all yeah it's just mad in hell um and she ends up going and and helen says she's not gonna blame she doesn't blame madeline for any anything for Ernest's jumping ship essentially like it wasn't her, it wasn't madeline's fault it was Ernest's fault to which i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just going to uh interject do you (laughs) initially when you first saw this did you believe her at all (laughs) no i didn't believe a word especially when she says i spoke to my pr woman and and she said madeline ashton goes to the opening of an envelope (laughs) those people can be so cruel i fired her well I almost fired her. <laughs> I know. It is such a good dig. Like, <laughs> just, and you could just tell that Madeline is not having it. She is very much like, oh, she is angry and horrified and mad and just sad for herself. And Goldie and, looks just so fabulous. Yeah. Just and get over she it. is, uh, looks amazing. Stunning red dress, stunning red hair, just beautiful. And as the party goes on, we learn that Helen is supposed to be 50 years old, and she looks no... <laughs> 50. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, she looks no older than, what, probably 30? <laughs> Even though I know Goldie Hawn was older at this point. She doesn't yeah, uh, look that old. I think... I think... Uh, hold on. I'll have to double check. But I want to say Meryl Streep was um, 44. Four, and Goldie Hawn was. Oh no, I think Meryl Streep was forty-two, and I think Goldie Hawn was forty-four. Let him double checking really quickly. Well, Goldie Hawn was born in forty-five, so she would have been forty-seven, forty-six, because this would have been filmed in nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety. Well, just as far as it being filming, I know there was a thing I read it. I'll I'll find it. Just give me a moment. Okay. Oh, uh, she was 43 years old when she shot this. She's portrayed as a 50-year-old. Um, yeah, Helen she does Helen is supposed to be a 50-year-old, and Goldie Hawn was 46 when she shot this. Oh my gosh, she does not look it at all. Like, I, yeah, she so doesn't 46 look over and 40, 30, 35. 46 like, and 43. They both look absolutely amazing in this movie, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, like, Nicole Kidman now and stuff. Like, when you got money, you can be very well preserved. Right. (laughs) 
I like how you're saying that's the only reason. I feel like I feel they're like... definitely well preserved. They have the money. Money helps. <laughs> Sunscreen's expensive. <laughs> money, money. T- Sunscreen's expensive. <laughs> or just don't go out in it like I do. Like I have the skin of a Disney princess. I tend to stay out of the sun. I feel like we're all definitely very pale. Yes, I'm. I'm definitely hugely pale. Yeah, I just got this tattoo, as you guys know, and the tattoo artist was like, you know, make sure you keep it out of the sun the first couple weeks. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, sunlight, this thing's not going to see sun for months. (laughs) If ever. (laughs) Depending on, I was going to say, just depends. Yeah. Um, And then, so, while, after Madeline reveals to the other women what her, what, how old our helen sharp is supposed to be 50 years old and she looks no older than 30 to 35 in my opinion Mm. um even though she really was pretty close (laughs) yeah she was close but she looked darn good um she and she sees helen pulling Ernest aside and hears helen blaming madeline for Ernest leaving her and I just I love the fact that Helen plays these two the two of them like so manipulatively. Like oh, and she also gets another just... really good burn to Madeline in her conversation with him. <laughs> uh, she's a woman, a woman, Ernest from Newark, for God's sakes. <laughs> it's just like the from Newark that cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it just shows how, and it's they actually booked they they bookend that at the end when they have their their shuffle fight and end up making up and she's just like you know you were ashamed you thought i was cheap and like you could tell like that is exactly what helen thinks of her she thinks of her as cheap and she doesn't deserve what she's getting because she thinks she's cheap and they're both insanely do you think they're jealous of each other uh, for sure, in a way, because I think, you know, Goldie Hawn's character, I think, was a rich girl when they were growing up, and uh, Meryl Streep's character maybe, you know, lived in a trailer park or something, and that's why she wasn't invited to sleepovers, And but then, you know, she became a movie star, and Goldie Hawn had her cats. Um, it's just a weird dynamic. Right. Friendship, friendships are strange sometimes. Even when you hate each other. Hate and love are not too far removed at all times. No. And they really aren't. And that's very much what you're getting the vibe off of in this movie. And we see them go home. uh, Ernest and Madeline. And Madeline goes to meet her younger lover. (laughs) Yes. Who is definitely already having sex with someone else. (laughs) Uh Mm-hmm. And I just love what she's just like, for Christ's sakes, at least lie quickly. <laughs> like, uh, she's he's just, trying she's so just hard. Like, just lie and go. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm trying, but he... He's he pretty. Yes. And he tells her to go find someone your own age, Madeline. And, and then it rains. And, uh, and <laughs> she just breaks. And that she's... go find someone your own age. And also him like, how does that make me feel? Like, how do you think that makes me feel? And they were like, someone says we look ridiculous. It's just one thing after another after another of this poor boy's brutal honesty. Right. 
just never good and meh i also she when she's driving away and she looks in her rearview mirror and just screams and stops the car in the middle of of a road in los angeles and i was like uh, she's already been driving absolutely psychotic but it, it's just so funny you know she just catches her reflection and just like <laughs> ah! <laughs> like like she's just seen a horror movie villain she just <laughs> screams and stops the car like, in the middle she's of she's all the grudge girl in the back seat like that's the effect that this has <laughs> yes and while looking for it, it looked like a handkerchief to try and like dry her dry her face a little uh she discovers the card again and decides she has nothing left to lose and we see madeline head over to liesel's and this place is amazing this is like a castle actually i think it is called a castle <laughs> if i remember right it looks um, like a castle they end up at liesel's for the to have her and her male model bodyguards yeah bodyguards men in waiting <laughs> a bodyguard <laughs> i find it kind of disturbing like what she wears but at the same point if i had her body i'd probably walk around wearing the same shit you know what i mean like oh i love that she's just wearing necklaces and a sarong I mm-hmm. you know like I said if I look like her I would do that too so I get it but how does her nipples not pop through like are they I she probably has I, on yeah I thought she yeah. probably had like maybe an adhesive on her nipples on yeah. like a couple of the beads so they that's what I thought never, too like... but like <laughs> I feel like in real life like <laughs> yeah there would definitely be some word wardrobe malfunctions yeah, yeah you just in real like, life Oop. those nipples would be showing <laughs> like but, you couldn't you couldn't know what you'd have to be very careful posting that on insta for sure <laughs> well right she anywhere. has to stay in secret so there's not going to be an insta for her mm. she yeah. wouldn't she wouldn't have an insta now um and isabella rossellini is absolutely chewing scenery in this scene she is so seductive so sexy she's so good mm-hmm. and in her interspersed with this is we see helen getting ready to 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 try and uh trick her way into into madeline and Ernest's house and she's like spraying her eyes with menthol and it's just like madeline <laughs> i need to speak to madeline <laughs> she's, like she's like soap, no soap opera <laughs> acting it's wonderful yeah and she sprays herself again madeline i need to speak to madeline now <laughs> and i love her little tongue lick at the end of it because she's like Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just, and you can tell she's just helen is enjoying her wickedness like she's enjoying like coming in between these two people who are married and trying to destroy destroy I mean, this is a, this is 15 years of her life i mean mm-hmm. if not longer because you have to think of all the other ones she stole yeah true and madeline is enticed into giving the uh, or is kind of giving madeline a little bit of like a pep talk feels like and she's like you know screw the natural law uh and (laughs) i also really love when uh liesel's like how old do you think i am and 
you could tell that Madeline's just like mm, um 38 and Liesl just looks pissed <laughs> and she's like 28 23 <laughs> oh my god also like how old was she really she was it, oh Isabella god. Rossellini um yeah she, she was really been... close that's why it was like I know there was something funny about that Woo. I was gonna say I thought she uh, was she was thirty nine. Yeah, she was thirty nine. So I mean, thirty. I'm saying thirty eight. She's like, it's funny because she's pissed off about it, <laughs> <laughs> and she clearly does not look it. Um, and she shows her a potion that will take away the body's ability to age. And take it back a little, and the bottle can stand on its own. That was I know. awesome. I was like that. I know. I was like, that impressed me. <laughs> and I like the way she has her hands when she takes the lid off of it, too. I don't know why, but... It's a it's a really good presentation. Good mm-hmm. salesmanship. It is. Yeah. Well, the color I... was really pretty, too. How much mm. do you think she paid? Paid with her soul, ultimately. <laughs> uh, I feel like it was a lot. Yeah, Millions, because like uh, Helen said, it cost her everything she had. Literally, and I know like, it's different for everybody. So, especially I would for fucking say, sanity. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, worth it for her. She thought. Yeah. Yes, and basically, Helen see so she Liesl pricks her finger and she dumps some of the dumps. <laughs> Drop some of the potion onto Helen's finger. Or Helen. <laughs> Madeline. Madeline's finger. Madeline's Meryl. finger. Meryl. Meryl Madeline. Um, <laughs> and she drips some on Madeline's finger and her hand de-ages and the liver spots that are on it are gone and she's very much looking more the youthful. Also, the effects in this movie deserve their Oscar. They 100% hold up in 2023. Yes, there's only a couple that aren't like absolutely like yeah, like not... a, like right at the end, but for the most part, like the cool effects. Uh, I was impressed. Yeah, like and her hand de aging, it absolutely works so well. And we see Madeline go <laughs> check. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just immediately. It's so funny. And the same girl. Would you guys her... take the potion? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't decided. <laughs> um, uh, this is I such a. To... Go ahead. No, you can go ahead, Amby. I I don't know if I would because like knowing what what's gonna happen like after like you're gonna start, you're dead basically and you're gonna start falling apart like. I feel well, like I think they're only be... dead because they got killed. Otherwise, you're still alive, but oh. like you can't die. Right. But like, uh, knowing that all sense, that yeah. she knows at this point. Like, without knowing the, what happens to them later, would you take the potion? Yes. I would. I would sell my soul to the devil right now. <laughs> like, for less than that, honestly. Like, just for a know, little better would. of a life, you know? I think I would, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know I shouldn't, and I think that Ernest gives, later on in the film, he gives very good reasoning for why... 
why he why you wouldn't want to like you're like always i don't want to live forever but like at that point i don't think you really like know or think about it and again her presentation is so good like i would take that but i wouldn't want to live forever that would be my stopping point but everything yeah. else like yeah I'd, I'd be cool that. with like having having myself stay at my age for like you know maybe if i live to be like 90 or something like that but not forever like there has to be a point in time where you just get tired of things i think and just want to be done with it oh i (laughs) see i think i I think i would like to live forever i think it'd be fun like and yeah i know you would get bored but like that's the fun thing is you you can watch all your loved ones die and then find new ones and then lose them and like it's just a big old circle of think of all the cats you could own yeah, but think about the ones, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep losing things and people over and over again. Like, I feel like that would really make you, you change, definitely, like, as whoever you are as a person, it would get to you eventually, I think. Right. I don't know. I'd want my hot 20-something body back again. <laughs> I've never had one, so I wouldn't know about that, but, I mean, I'd be interested to see what would change, for sure. Because, like, even Goldie Hawn, like... When we first see her, you know, when that's like seems like normal Goldie Hawn in the movie, mm-hmm. before we see her in the fat suit, uh, she does not look the same after she has had the potion. Right, it's true. And I would say yeah. Meryl after the potion looks better than Meryl from fifteen years ago. Yeah, she yeah. really does. Then, so maybe it's like the best version of you. Okay. Or like the best possible be version of you. That'd be worth it, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I think it sounds fun. I would. It, I just. I don't know. I love the idea of always seeing what's new and always finding something new, and you know. And I'm doing... just deeply insecure. I mean, let's just be clear here. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it just. It seems like fun. Like, yeah, it would be lonely, but like. I'm kind of used to being alone. Same. Like, so, I mean, like, you're always searching for, like, and like Liesl said, she follows the spring. She's a creature of the spring. Um, and she We're hasn't seen a... creatures of the oh. underworld, you and I. And I would Sorry, be very... Wrong de- movie. <laughs> and I would be a little depressed because I like fall, but I... It would be nice to just follow, like, you're never in... You're never in dark cold you're always in in the light you live forever and you can experience whatever you want whenever you want like or as much as you can you know and yeah weird kind of vampire zombie (laughs) yeah exactly but like i mean i feel like if you burnt your body i feel like there if there's nothing left of you like are you are you are you still there like are you still if you're ashes yeah, like if you're just ashes, are your ashes just like there's well, just like sucks. eyeballs and teeth still like talking in a weird stop motion, you know? Thing. That'd be so weird. Yeah, like that's my thing. It's just like, well, if you get tired of it, would you just like burn yourself? Like, would like I feel like I feel like you, there 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 might be a way to get out of it a little bit. Yeah. If not, you're kind of unless you get like burnt to a crisp, and then your body just just stops. <laughs> it's like that would suck. Yeah. Then you have to look like Bill Paxton in Near Dark for the rest of your life. Aww. What do you get burnt in that? Um, and that's what that's what I was thinking. 
But yeah, so Madeline takes it and she gets an instant makeover. She rapidly deages and her butt gets more perky and her boobs get more perky. Yeah. And more perky. Goes, They're like, bing, bing. Yeah. Uh, did you see the thing about how they did that? They had like a um, pneumatic bra they were using for it, but it didn't look right. So they had like her stylist come up behind her and like literally push her boobs into position for it. <laughs> That's funny. I thought that was kind of funny, just like. <laughs> uh, and oh, she goes, I. She goes, I'm a girl. <laughs> I know. I love and her line delivery of it. And if you did not take this movie to be LGBTQ related, that is what's going to get you there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it absolutely, like, that That just throws it into perfect camp territory. Uh, and I mean, this movie is camp to a T. It is. It's so good. <laughs> um, also, I really love the line reading of when she, she's, after Madeline drinks it, she's like, bottoms up. And then Liesl's like, now a warning. And she's like, now a warning! <laughs> like, <laughs> Also, yeah. dick move, Liesl. Like, you wait until after you drink yeah, it. Yeah, terms and conditions before. You can yeah, skip past them, gonna... but, like, they at least come then. Yeah, I was gonna say, she's she she very much, like, waits until the end of it. I mean, at least it's, I mean, it's a big caveat, but... Eh. And we follow her... Helen decides to... Her, in her seduction of Ernest to murder madeline uh do you think she was gonna frame Ernest? i uh, am not sure i think, think she re- i think she really loved him yeah. but i wondered if I she think it was, was more about revenge him. though honestly yeah yeah i well, think she wanted to do revenge but you know in just in case like she could have framed Ernest. but i think she still wanted to end up with him <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, also, I forgot to mention one other thing. The, uh, I want to be alone. Do you know who that was referencing? Uh, isn't it Greta Garbo? That is. It is Greta Garbo. Who retired from acting at age 35 and turned reclusive. Uh, do you know who I saw an article about today that I thought was fascinating? Talking about them leaving Hollywood and how they really liked it. Um, because it just wasn't for them anymore. Uh, Mia Wasikowska. And Mia I did not, really? Yeah, and I didn't know she wasn't acting anymore, but I was like, huh, well. I don't even think I know who that is. Uh, uh yes, you do. Alice in, in Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like Mia Wasikowska. She's not acting I know anymore. you do. That's it. Uh, apparently. And I didn't even know she was gone, so I was like, huh. <laughs> uh, but now you know. Oh. Learn something new every day. <laughs> not necessarily good things but something right i was gonna say hey as long <laughs> as you learn something uh and so basically we see helen's very very uh, very actually it's kind of a smart plan <laughs> um yeah. to drug madeline with an alcohol-based yes. narcotic and then put her in a car with more alcohol than the human body can consume oh Oh my god like the amount of alcohol (laughs) bottles that like just poured out is ridiculous again another thing i love when people are outlining a plan or crime and like before they've done it it like shows you like 
you know, a version of how it's going to go. Um, I, I really like when stories do that. So again, it's just like ticking boxes all the way down. Also, I love how these are the outfits that are the ones that are on the poster. Yes. (laughs) In the red dress and the white. And can we just go back for two seconds? Go back for two seconds when Goldie Hawn gets there and, you know, she does her Madeline. Madeline. Speak to Madeline. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, uh, she's not here. And just that. Oh, thank thank God. Oh, thank God. And throws (laughs) her, like, umbrella. Yes. (laughs) Uh And just her little seduction speak to him. Just like. (laughs) Oh. You're a powerful, sexual being, Ernest. Yes, you are. If I never told you before, it's because I wasn't the sort of girl who could say the word sexual without blushing. Well, I can now. Sexual. Sensual. Sexy. Sex. 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 And it's it's like, so damn. funny. It, like, it drags on so long. Like it is just so funny. It's like on Family Guy when Peter like falls and he's like, ah, like really freaking drawn out for like five like, minutes. You think and she's like, gonna no. be done, and then she's just like more sex, <laughs> sex. <It's> so <laughs> yes. While Bruce Willis is just like. You know he's rocking a total stiffy <laughs> with his poor married ass. No, <laughs> if he can even get it up. I was about to say no because he's flaccid. Remember, uh, he's, he's. I think he was flaccid because of their demonstration the of the relationship, and he yeah. just yeah, he's over it. <laughs> he's and like, no. we see after Helen leaves. Um, well, Helen leaves when Mad gets back. And Madeline puts herself in a leotard and is just like, I look fantastic. And Ernest decides to finally confront her. And this is when we get the flaccid, flaccid. Mm -hmm. I love this little fight so much. It's so funny. Like that had to be so fun to do as an actor. Well, it's also kind of a Freudian, a Freudian act because it's not until Madeline starts to attack it, like really attack his manhood, that mm-hmm. he turns aggressive, lashes out, yeah, and very much becomes more of a like. That's when he resorts to an act of violence. Is when his his manhood is is being yeah. is being ridiculed repeatedly. Yeah. Yes. And also, <laughs> but how's like he starts to so they insult each other she calls him flaccid too many times and then he i think she calls him flaccid just the right amount of times it is so funny every single delivery is just a little bit like (laughs) and she's just going on and on but she just keeps throwing flaccid in there and then she's just like louder and louder it's so funny just like flaccid a flaccid (laughs) yep and then he starts to strangle her, and he strangles her to the end of the stairs. Um, first, I just want to say that I love the little, like, the little thing she does with her feet. Yeah, oh, where yeah, she balances. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And she's trying to balance just on, her, on like, the her toes. Yeah. And, she's, like, she's so far back, like, there is no <laughs> way in hell she is, like, actually upright. But it's just wonderful comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And he, she says, please, and he finally realizes that he's strangling her, so he stops, and, but she's already at the edge of the stairs, and 
he goes slow the slowest way to try and help her and she goes hurry and then she goes oh what does she say i can't oh my god i don't remember what she said yeah almost like a chump or something like something like that she says something yeah she uh, she calls him like an idiot or something yeah yeah and and then he just like pushes her (laughs) just like whoop and she yeah. goes down the stairs and you see oh that was like the what? worst fall i've ever seen in my life oh, like i God, know that- it's <laughs> horrifying it's the crack the of the neck, neck. oh yeah oh yeah and the neck at the bottom the, the way her legs are legs are positioned <laughs> and her arms like over her neck like it's just oh. it's amazing like that shit would hurt <laughs> yeah and Ernest is both understandably horrified and excited <laughs> yeah. because he stood up for himself but he also Ding just dong, murdered the his witch wife is dead. Yeah. and he immediately calls helen and i love how she's just sitting there and she goes exactly what part of the plan was unclear to you she's like did you call 911 he's like no i called you first he's like you 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 poor poor man yeah which was not what she wants to say she wants to say you fucking idiot yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like (laughs) and she definitely had patience for him yeah i was like she keeps it together really well yeah i probably i would have just been like oh well now you're definitely going down (laughs) i guess it is proof that she loves him because if she was smart like now she has no no say in it like how does that implicate her like she still has to make sure he doesn't do anything to take her down as well i think and you know him calling her is suspicious and yeah but the thing is is they could talk about it but she didn't have any implication in this like she true she he literally pushed his wife down the stairs maybe they talked about it but and but that would make it premeditated to him she didn't have any part in that right like what evidence would they have against her his word uh, the word of a murderer against a, a multi or like a best-selling hollywood writer yeah but don't they True. can't they like trans get transcripts of the conversation and see if they actually talk about it though or is that I, just more nowadays i, I, I don't think know that's, this was 1992 i don't, yeah, I don't I was know gonna say, i think this you had to be tapped in order to do that like i think yeah you i think they would be able to tell that, like watched. there was a conversation like they could see how long the call was and that it was made but i don't think they would be able to like play back yeah i'll be honest I, i'm not entirely sure but i thought it had to be like that the phone had to be tapped for other people to hear it uh, i'm not sure if they do a conversation because I think at this point they would have had, it would have been an automatic dialer, so they don't even have like, because it used to be your, um, like you would get connected by the switchboard operator, right? And then the switchboard operator would, yeah. So I think she's just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and also like with I, him saying that it that they can't pinpoint the exact time of death, like nowadays they definitely can. Like almost down to the minute where he was talking about how they wouldn't, it would be really hard for them to see that she died before he made the call. This was also uh, 31 years ago, so. I was going to say, I. uh, Technology has changed. I thought they could, I thought they could do within an hour, but, or an hour or two, but I don't think they could do the exact minute, can they? Uh, I don't know. I think they can get it fairly, I think they can get it fairly close. I mean, unless, you know, they find a body you know 
at a certain point. I don't know if yeah, if it's like already those, decomposing but... and stuff, I'm pretty sure you're just kind of gonna guess for the most part. <laughs> like this body is this old, but uh, we're not gonna get it down to like oh at nine forty seven p.m. on, you know, <laughs> right. Like, and I think you can go within a few hours, but not, I don't know if it's, I think he's right. I think it's still around the same time period. Yeah. Especially back don't in Don't quote 90, me, though. Back Listeners, in 92. It sounds like Listeners. a lot of math that I'm just not willing to do. Because you got to figure out, like, the temperature and, like, you know, uh, other outside elements, you know, to figure out exactly when somebody passed away. Like, there's just too much stuff that goes into it. I don't have the patience oh, yeah. for that at all. Listeners, if you actually do know, uh, tell us if anyone has a nice science degree or has an idea of when, uh, how accurate time of death can be now. Uh, Yeah, how close can you get time of death? Yeah, I was going to say, I want to know. But I'm just asking for a friend, like, you know. Yeah, yes. Exactly. (laughs) We're not planning anything or anything. We're just asking for a friend. Scientific reasoning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just need to know just a, a little bit. <laughs> um, and we, while Ernest is on the phone, we see in the background, uh, Madeline starts to get up. That is so creepy to me. It is. She's moving. I love the way it moves. It's so like normally it would really creep me out, but I just find it really funny. <laughs> I feel like uh, I think it's the, still so creepy. I feel like the CGI or whatever they used was really good for like back in that time period because oh, it didn't really still... look as fake as it could have. No, I think it still looks great. Right. And I don't even think that part is CGI. I think that's like an at like somebody moving and I think they might have CGI'd the the head more than the body. I think it was actually Meryl Streep walking backwards with like a thing over her head. You know, that for them to replace with CGI, you know, like her face and stuff backwards, but um I think that was actually just Meryl Streep walking backwards. I don't know if she did the dialogue at that time or later when they, um, you know, did the facial stuff, but. And she's, yes, but I mean, it's so creepy. She walks over to Ernest backwards, mind you, and is just like, Ernest. But still facing him. (laughs) Yeah, still facing him, but backwards. (laughs) And says, you pushed me down the stairs. And understandably Ernest freaks the fuck out because that's a walking corpse like she's clearly dead like he takes her pulse like he's a doctor he knows when a person's dead she's clearly dead and she goes and in a spectacular bit of physical comedy is trying to move forwards while facing backwards <laughs> And tries to call 911, and Ernest tells her, Ernest is like, something's wrong with, something's basically wrong with her. And she goes, you need to go to the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. And he goes, look at yourself. And she looks down and she goes, my ass. I can see my ass. (laughs) (laughs) And he decides that he thinks it might be a dislocated neck which i don't think i've ever heard of a dislocated neck um i guess it's possible uh Uh, the neck can be dislocated but usually that also means you're dead (laughs) yeah i guess and 
takes her to the to the doctor, which in another spectacular little bit of comedy crashes into the ambulance and goes, "She's on death's door." <laughs> and then the la- the the attendant just hands him <laughs> hands him a ticket, <laughs> which I always, I think that's funny. It's L.A. Um, man. Yep, and the doctor comes in, who's played by Sidney Pollock. So that's a nice little uh, a nice little cameo there. Mm-hmm. And he is trying to figure out what's wrong with Madeline. Like <laughs> she thinks her wrist might. She's like, oh, my wrist cut and doesn't hurt, but it feels weird and my neck is stiff and he like bends her hand back like in harry <laughs> potter when he does when they like take all the bones out of his like hands he just like bends her fan all the way back and i'm just like oh oh i don't like that it's so gross and she's it's like so no gross. it doesn't hurt it's fine <laughs> he's like uh-huh and that then doesn't he, hurt he looks at her neck and like there is clearly like spinal vertebrae indentations in her skin like where they came out and like he's above like her collarbone oh. it's so gross <laughs> yeah and she he's just like uh <laughs> and he takes her pulse and he takes her temperature and he tries to listen for her heartbeat and he realizes <laughs> she has none of those and she is down to 80 degrees which was room temperature <laughs> and the doctor goes out and Ernest realizes that like she's well what he considers a miracle and says she's dead like and we see madeline faint as the lightning flashes back like it's alive yeah exactly which is funny because they actually make a callback for that in the next scene where (laughs) helen goes it's alive (laughs) (laughs) and we see madeline faint Ernest is looking around he sees that the poor doctor has probably had a heart attack or an aneurysm i know i love that the doctor like either just died from the stress or just killed himself (laughs) yeah he was just like no um and ends up we see like the since helen had fainted and she has no signs of life they they bring her to the morgue and also i love how quickly yeah i was like like the fact that they found her and also like it's the paperwork and everything i was just like damn they like are very efficient yeah and this happens in like 30 seconds like he runs out runs to the lobby and then runs back sees the doctor is on an operating table like they're trying to revive him and then he goes back and there's already a doctor like the we're room sorry is clean. she's passed she's gone and he's like i know she's gone where is she gone to this movie <laughs> has a very good pace it moves along a, just like a really good clip it's wonderful yeah it's not super breakneck, but it does move. It, it does move itself at a faster pace. I have comments, um, but it's for later in the film. <laughs> and I do have some notes. <laughs> he goes and rescues her from, uh, from the morgue. But while also, his way what to- was with the fucking floating nuns in the hallway? Please, <laughs> like, know. did you guys notice that? It was so creepy. Why? Why? I just think it's just meant to be creepy, like creepy nuns coming from a floating morgue. <laughs> <laughs> i mean creepy floating nuns from a morgue the morgue wasn't floating the nuns to be clear were floating like three of them just like floating down the hall like they were in a conjuring universe film 
Right. And Ernest ends up finding Madeline and getting her out of the of her body bag in which she was scared until she looks <laughs> around and goes, Ernest, I'm in the morgue. <laughs> Why am I in the morgue? <laughs> She's going to be so upset. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I do love that he kn- loves her. He knows her well enough, like to know that she's not going to be happy with being in the morgue. <laughs> I mean, is anybody going to be? Ha- well, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if I was in the morgue, but like waking up in the morgue Jesus. would be distressing. Yes, and we see that Helen has snuck over in her stylish but sneaky clothes, which I think is funny. She's in like a beret and like she's a so black cute. leather I, coat I, and i love the layers yes and she's just like has the sunglasses and just creeping around like she's like she's a in a in a like she's a french robber in a film from like 1979 yeah she's <laughs> a, basically alicia vikander and irma vep <laughs> and Yes, exactly. Irma Vep. Oh my god, Irma Vep. And oh, I know. seriously though. <laughs> she's trying <laughs> and she sees Ernest get Madeline and I think she's still in the body bag out <laughs> and takes her in the house and then he goes to drive away and he like she drops so he won't see her and that car is inches from her face. And yeah, if, she if, is almost Lola stoned. I mean, yeah, if Ooh. Goldie haunted that, like, it, it, I don't know where they would have, like, I guess they would have cut it when the car drove back around, but I think it stays on her face the whole time, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I yeah. mean, it's a really... Like, if the, that's a really good stunt, whichever way yes. they did it. Like, I, that would be terrifying to have that car just, like, Like, that right car through. was, like... Three inches from her face. Yeah, and I mean, it could have been a thing in perspective where it wasn't as close as it looked, but, like, whoa yeah and he she follows him to see that he's gone to work to pick up formaldehyde and a bunch of different paints so that way he can give madeline (laughs) a new makeover (laughs) and he is making her look the way she looks and he's spray painting her and he's repainting her eyes which also she has to be dead because like how could you hold your eyes open and let someone paint them like uh, the I how... yeah he made a comment about like how the pigment of her oh okay um, and her eyes I were like, he was, like doing under super her lavender no like he was doing her actual eyeball um, yeah <laughs> yeah I creepy want to um oh my god what even was it there was something that was so funny um earlier in the film when that woman is like oh dr so-and-so like talking about a loved one that he had done and was like you know you brought out their cheekbones she just did such a good job and everything and he like goes into the technicalities like spray paint you know you do makeup you've got to like grind it in their pores are like just going into all this stuff and she's just like so horrified and walks off (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but like I can't even really blame him. She asked. I know. Like, what is they, he like, supposed? To... It was so. Like, and it yeah, was. It's... I just thought it was really funny. It's like you know, it's great. Like mannequin stuff. You know, it's, it already has an adhesive. There's a million different colors and pigments. And... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Some things you don't need to know. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably shouldn't ask either, especially yeah. if you're not prepared to hear the answer. Exactly. <laughs> and so basically he's getting her, he's getting Madeline back to um, a non-corpse looking person <laughs> you know phones not still sticking out of their neck they're he, he you know, goes right color <laughs> exactly he goes down to get some turpentine to try and fix a, a mistake he made on the eyes and we see helen dressed like the most stylish beekeeper <laughs> i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, why is she wearing that hat with that veil i think I, she's just trying to not be caught or whatever Maybe but also not be, be very dramatic. I don't <laughs> I know. I just love the costuming in this. It's great. I'm glad they did it. I I don't need to know why. And she had the tarp, some rope, and what else did she have with her? Tools for getting rid of a body and burying it. The shovels. She had a shovels. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the tarp. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, we need to go. We're going to take her to Death Valley. Like, And he's like, She's she sees he has red on his hands and she's like, Is that blood? And he's like, Paint. She's like, What are you been doing to her that you need paint? <laughs> and she goes, We need to like we need to go to Death Valley and bury her like and j- that way we that way we are done with her murder just like we planned. And basically we see uh, we see Madeline is upstairs and she is definitely listening now. And I she goes, love when she's like, and she was a bad she, actress. Yeah, she was a homewrecker. <laughs> she was a man eater and she was a bad actress. And her nails just go right down <laughs> the post. And you know that, like, it's just filmed it's like a monster fan. movie. Like, <laughs> yes. And honestly and so Ernest is like no you don't understand she's upstairs resting and she's like she's like she's dead Ernest and she's like if she's not dead tell her to come down here tell her to come down here walk right up to me and kiss me on the and Madeline just goes kiss you on the what somewhere Goldie also I wish I could it was somewhere right in here and I wish I had written it down she makes a really funny necrophilia joke and uh I think it was maybe about the paint because she was like, "What have you been doing with her up there?" <laughs> yes. Oh, it's right before that line. Yeah, like right, um, r- right, right around there. And this is when she also goes, "It's alive." <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I love that because it's a nice little, uh, nice little Frankenstein's monster reference. Also, just calling Madeline and it is just fantastic. <laughs> yes, and they Madeline is understandably very angry and she walks around grabs a shotgun while Ernest is trying to follow her and she walks right back up to Helen and says you've had this coming and then blows her away with both barrels into about 10 feet in the air into a pond iconic yes and I, my favorite, I think my favorite line of this whole movie is, he's like, she's dead! And she goes, ah, she is! These are the moments that make life worth living! Because <laughs> 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 I'm just like, oh, she's so awful, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see, 
And so Madeline gets uh, Ernest to try and help her with the with the disposal of the body. And while they're getting ready, Helen gets up and she's very much a corpse. <laughs> and there is a big hole in her stomach. And this effect is amazing. Um, so it's good. So good. And she is, <laughs> I just love her. That was totally uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> And they end up having a little bit of a bitch fest um, with the two of them sniping at each other. And she, my other favorite line in this movie is, "You're are when." So this is when Madeline realizes that Helen also took the potion, and she goes, she realizes that her books of her lifting free weights to lose all of her all of her weight. And the money she's made was because she's a fraud. And she goes, Helen, you're you're a fraud, Helen. A walking lie. And I can see right through you. And then looks through <laughs> her hole in her stomach. <laughs> it is a genius shot that should go down in film history. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. No notes. And it's just so funny. It's so good. Um, and they end up having a fight with a shovel, which is where uh, oh Goldie Hawn got cut. And they're fighting. They're airing their grievances with each other and <laughs> Helen ends up breaking Madeline's shovel so she throws it right through the hole in her stomach and I just love her yes wait no <laughs> I love it when she sits down on the couch and then just like puts the end of the shovel through her yeah it just slides right onto the <laughs> <Yeah>. shovel <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and wonderful stuff th- Mm-hmm. And in this time, Ernest has gone upstairs because he uh, he realizes it's not a miracle. It's just yeah, he's tired of all their shit for sure. He's just like, exactly. I need to go. He's over just... it. He's done. And <laughs> they go upstairs and sweet talk him into making into essentially fixing them, which he does. And then while they are admiring their he does their fantastic books, work. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about Ernest, but he does fantastic work. He does, yeah. <laughs> He's definitely skilled at his trade. And you see Madeline w- reach over to Helen and just rip a little piece of skin off of her back. Oops. And she goes, uh, and he, so they decide um, because sorry, I'm going too far. Ernest had originally said once they, once they sweet talk him into helping him after they've made up in the fakest way you could uh, but because none of what they say sounds genuine they go up to ask him to fix them to fix madeline's neck which has now been rebroken twice thrice now um, <laughs> i have broken your neck thrice <laughs> i do love the one when she like smashes it down into her and she's just like no that's creepy fix your <laughs> fix your head i won't talk to you with you looking at me like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah she looks like a groundhog or that uh oh my god what is that pokemon i'm not a big pokemon guy a diglet is that is that the one that's like it's like in the ground halfway yeah yeah I that she's like a know. Human you know diglet. i don't have a, a thing on that yeah i'm not i i don't i'm not usually either my uh, i have friends that are really big pokemon people but it's just never been my thing but yeah, yeah but I diglet think it's is diglet. like a groundhog type thing yeah, that's what she looks like, just with hair. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when they go upstairs, they sweet talk Ernest into helping them, but only if Ern- Ernest says, only if they never contact him again. He leaves, 
he never sees them again and that he'll help them this one time and they say sure no problem which just kind of illustrates how uh how much they really cared about him <laughs> which was none at all until he can do stuff for they them. they hadn't seen his nude scene pulp fiction yet <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we see once they've been fixed and goldie Hawn realizes what if it fades what if it chips what if it rains will he come back for touch-ups <laughs> And they realize the only way that they can keep Ernest and have him keep them looking good is if he takes the potion, too. So they knock him out. Solid assumption. Yeah. So he decides to leave anyway without drinking one of his drinks, which he's been drinking like a fish the whole movie. Yeah, they're going (laughs) to drug him and it just slush. I love every slosh. It's just. (laughs) And they're like, uh, uh. Uh, and then he finally just dumps the rest of it in that poor poor plant <laughs> you know that, that plant. plant probably had a good nap <laughs> or it died whichever one. <laughs> oh, i just hiccup sorry um <laughs> and they finally after he decides to leave anyway they knock him out and he wakes up at Liesel's in probably the best and weirdest pool i've ever seen beautiful pool but it's under a stained glass copy of the sistine chapel (laughs) i will take this pool and raise it to queen sophie ann's pool in true blood oh yeah that was a really good pool all right we need more iconic pools in movies understood like we definitely need to know more of them (laughs) Uh, but yes, so Liesl is swimming in a bathing suit. Like it, it's literally just a suit, scarf. I, be- I'm, I'm, I believe you mean birthday suit. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm. But she comes out of the water and she's wearing heels and us like that really long like scarf. And then she then she uses the towel and then she strips completely that outfit. naked. It's so weird that one. And then she puts it's on fabulous. like her. It's fabulous, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, the thing is it's a giant. Fashion. No, it's it's horribly <laughs> disgusting. Like I was like, it just looks really uncomfortable. You don't like her high priest collar? No, <laughs> that just like buttons like at the waist. Like it almost shows your tits. It almost shows your hoo ha. It's just yeah. oh. it's just the wrong fabric, I think. It's a very powerful <laughs> outfit. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it does. It looks like it would be heavy too, <laughs> but she tries to convince him to live forever, and le- Ernest gives some really good reasoning for not. He goes, "What if I get bored? What if I get lonely? Who am I going to talk to the rest of my life? Madeline and Helen?" Yeah. <laughs> and he, he he's making valid points, very valid points. And ends up deciding he's not going to do it. And I let, he ends up throwing a knife, which turns out the lights so he can escape. And I like how this, like, it did Because it took me a his second. hand was younger, and so he could actually throw straight again, because earlier he couldn't. Yeah, exactly. And he's he been had practicing on his shakes. dartboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, one of, it's a nice little callback, so. 
I'm glad they I'm it's one of those things it's like you I always wondered what what the fascination with this dartboard was and then I was like oh got it <laughs> nice way to call back but he ends up escaping he goes and Liesel is having a party with everyone who has taken the potion which inform has some celebrities that you may know like Marilyn, Marilyn and Andy Warhol and Elvis, Elvis. And James, James Dean. James Dean. And they... And, and he ends up escaping, but not before Madeline and Helen see him. So he ends up being forced to go upstairs because they've locked all the doors. And then the dogs chase him. He ends up on the roof trying to get over to another exit. And gets falls on a drain pipe. As one does. As one does. And the drain pipe is the only thing holding him up because of his britches. So he's holding being pulled from his... By his suspenders, because his suspenders, suspenders are strong. <laughs> yeah, they're not that strong. Keep you dead. No. Um, <laughs> they're held by <laughs> buttons. Like, this is purely... Like, he would he would definitely have to weigh very, very little for those to hold yeah. that long. And they try and convince him to take the potion so he'll survive and put himself back together. And he decides, nope. And drops... After he drops the potion, he drops himself, falls through the cysteine, falls through the, uh, the, uh, falls through the stained glass window into the pool, and we see, uh, Jim Morrison. Also, I'm pretty sure the physics <laughs> of that, he would not survive. I don't think so either. Even also, the reason he ultimately decides not to drink it is because Goldie's like, we need you, and he's like, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I think he should have kept that potion. Like, he could have, like, sold that to someone for some really good money. Yeah, he could have done something with it. Give it to your pet. Like. Well, he's he's supposed to be the moral center, so he wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to give that to your pet. Your pet would outlive you. Hmm. Like, would you want your pet to outlive you? Yes. Really? Even if it doesn't find someone who loves you, who loves it as much as you do? Or you just, you know, you rip its head off when you die oh and God. have it buried with you. Yeah, know. but clearly that didn't through. work. <laughs> I was like, that didn't work, though. They clearly, they fall apart at the end of this, and they're still alive. Like. Life. What is, don't talk to me about life. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it through. It's fine. Okay. Um, but yes, so we end up, we're seeing him try and escape um and forever and ever and ever yes this is a one little of my, bit of an extended one of my scenes. few complaints with the movie is this whole earnest escaping situation could have been cut down considerably yeah i i do think this part's a little bit long i feel like um, there's a 90 minute cut of this movie that is perfect right and he he ends up finally escaping after his fall into the his impossible fall into the pool and at this point did you know there was originally another character added here i knew there was a tracy ullman character but i didn't know what role she played i just happened to see in the notes that i didn't even like read it and so it would be a surprise to me but i did see tracy ullman's name yeah and so I tracy ullman there was a deleted subplot with involving her yeah so she plays a bartender who he meets at the party here um who helps him escape and they end up getting married and he's she's the wife he talks that the 
that the well they see them later it was a very different ending originally so in the original ending Ernest and the bartender uh, escape and then it shows them like 30 years later they're still together they're they're you know they're retired and just living life and happy and you see Madeline and Helen again and they are clearly not happy and the the ending did not react well with audiences they were very negative to it understandably so because i really love the ending we get Mm -hmm. and they axed it and they made the new ending which we'll get to um but yeah this is where this is where you would have met tracy Ullman. and ernest ends up escaping liesel sends madeline and helen to find him they don't and they're not welcome back unless they do so they are screwed there and they decide that they're gonna have to keep each other fresh for the rest of their lives i'll paint your ass you paint mine (laughs) yep that's how it is with friends you know and we finally cut to the i'd paint your ass ambie if we were in this situation together you know yeah i'd totally got both y'all if you were ever in that situation definitely Sweet. i was gonna say i'm not a very good painter we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take lessons <laughs> we've got yeah. a long time to learn we should yeah, use like airbrush that. instead though i feel like it's oh, a lot yes. easier than spray paint right exactly <laughs> Ooh, we should get one of those like spray tan machines and just yeah, like there you put go. paint in it and just <laughs> you know like yeah everything just looks Golden brown. and then you just have to stand there like completely still for a while <laughs> just do <Yeah>. nothing <laughs> uh but yeah and then at the end we we head to Ernest's funeral and this is set 37 years, years later and he had basically restarted his life after 50 he gets married he has six children jesus christ at 50 50 like and how like were they one a year like was he 56 by the time the last one was born like how long like i want to know they at the age of 50 like because they also said he had grandchildren yeah right so they had to be at least it probably he started like right when he finished like he got done with helen and madeline um and he had started what it was like a center for women's studies he's at a center that for... one cracked me up the women's studies center yeah <laughs> and his co- his chapter of aa will live on forever and we see in the back we've got two figures shrouded in black and it is madeline and helen and they are just laughing at the at all of Ernest's later accomplishments thank you in life and they are looking for a can of paint because where's number nine how do you lose acrylic number nine how do you lose a whole can of spray paint i like Uh, seriously though why do i always have to carry the purse you get to carry a mini baby purse (laughs) and as they go outside they're (laughs) arguing and they lift up their veils to show that they are no longer falling young and apart. beautiful. They oh. are. They look like a parallel apart. life version of people in like everything, everywhere, all at once. Like it's just this weird alt reality. <laughs> like their faces yeah. are just so like <laughs> off. <laughs> they look like they're made of paper mache. Like maybe they were. In, yeah, it was. It was in. It is awful. And it's just one of those like it's funny but at the same time i'm like i don't like it <laughs> yeah it's like uncanny valley it's it's yeah. a little terrifying and 
It's like some robot see... chicken that you'd see at like three in the morning. Oh my god, Clean. I know this is totally off topic, off, bleh, off topic, but what is that one show that you had me watch where like everything was like really weird? They like gave their baby away and like. Oh my god, Greener Grass, and that oh is actually god. something recent guest Lacey <laughs> Abd uh, oh. put on her list that of potential things she would so want badly. to uh, come back and cover. And I'm highly considering it because I think that movie is hysterical. It's so uncomfortable. Like, I get, I just, I <laughs> so can't. so uncomfortable. Sean would hate it. He would absolutely yeah. hate it. I cannot wait for him to watch it. Just I don't like uncomfortable. <laughs> it is so, so bad. He gets secondhand embarrassment really bad and can't handle it. And that movie is just like. Embarrassing all the way through. Oh, God. It's horrible. No, I don't want to. Just thinking about the actors, like, even just like doing what the actors in that movie do. Just. <laughs> Oh, I already don't like it. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh my god, that <sighs> just that first makeout scene with the braces and just like they're oh like, god. oh wait, you're not my wife, right? Oh, oops. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I like your baby. Do you want it? <laughs> um. Anyway, I just, yeah, Things that is a conversation for another time. But oh my god, yeah. I want to. I should look into if that's streaming anywhere because it's a minute, <laughs> and I could <laughs> use that dose of. <laughs> laughter in my life <clears throat> anyway <Yes. laughs> and we uh we see that the two of them are falling apart and we see that the can of spray paint has fallen onto the steps yeah. and helen is as helen is getting ready to step she ends up stepping on it and slipping and madeline decides she's not gonna help her she's just stands there smugly and helen grabs her and they both tumble down the stairs and fall yeah. into pieces like a patch i also off. love that she balances just for a little bit too long just like earlier on the stairs mm-hmm. with madeline and it's just one of those yeah. impossible like arms flailing it's just it's so funny and perfect yes and they're they're i guess decapitated yeah um their decapitated heads are now rolling upside down and they (laughs) they are in pieces (laughs) yes and one of their hands is just like rubbing like rubbing a doing a little tattoo on the ground of like annoyance and and goldie han goes do you remember where you parked the car her head is upside down, though. And they're yeah. both of their heads are upside down. Oh, I thought Madeline. I'm just like, would they've been up. able to just like pull all their little pieces, like yeah, <laughs> like. But anyway, I have questions. I'm like, I don't know. It's just, I don't it's need fun. that answer. It's, I'm okay with fun. it. Yeah, I like how it ended. It's, it's good fun. Me. I have yeah. some issues with the ending. Like, it doesn't completely gel for me, and that part with Ernest is a little bit too long. But otherwise, like, great film. Oh, one yeah. of my favorites for sure had a big smile on my face for most of that runtime well I- exactly and i mean the thing is is like this is very much like a satire of like the fascination that like hollywood has for like youth and beauty yeah and it's very much like two women who are trapped in a cycle and they're also trapped in a cycle against each other they mm-hmm. both clearly hate each other um but like the other person is the entire is not only just the bane of their existence but the cause of their existence Mm -hmm. and i find that fascinating i just think they're cute (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, um, I did have a question for you guys, though. That was um, hit me with your best shot. What would be so they've been talking about doing a remake of this movie for a long time, um, and it is starting to really get some more rumbles, especially as it's being a little bit more reevaluated. Um, who would your dream recasting be? Okay, so I'm still kind of trying to think about Helen and Madeline, but I would definitely want Tilda Swinton to be my freaking Leslie lady. Like, I think she'd be great in that part because she's super creepy anyway, and I just feel like she would bring, you know, something else to that character. Um, just because most of the other things I've seen her in, she's like totally off the wall, and I just feel like she would be a good, a good, uh, actress for that role. I missed who um, you said. I like looked away at the notes and I missed Tilda a, Swinton. Yeah. As which character? As Liesel. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I that was yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Love that. That was the first person that popped into my head when you know, when I thought about that. But I I d I'm not sure who exactly I would pick for Helen and Madeline. I still I'm still thinking about that one. So I know that for a while people have been taught wanting Kate Hudson to take over Helen's role because Goldie Hawn is her mother. Mm-hmm. And I actually want Kate Hudson to play Madeline. I think oh. she would do great at either part, but it would yeah. be fun for her to do her mother's part. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially after seeing her in um, Glass Onion, mm-hmm. like just that. And she's like, like, she's the right age. Like she. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, would love I think she would do so well in, in, in Madeline Ashton. Yeah, I'd be um, happy with her either. I wanted a traditional redhead for Helen, and I picked Amy Adams. That's so yeah. funny. I had When I was thinking about my casting, I thought of Amy Adams just because, like, that end of Nocturnal Animals, how she looks and everything, like, is pretty much when you see her, Helen in the red dress as Goldie Hawn when she turns around at the book thing, like... Yeah, and also, um, she played a, a girl who was a little bit bigger in Smallville, so she's she's, she's she did play part. a girl that was a little bit bigger in Smallville that also got extremely small in Smallville and was finally killed, which, um, yeah, because she was evil. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> um, and then for Ernest, I have Channing Tatum because <laughs> I think it would be I'm not so. Mad at it. I I think he has the right amount of like physical comedy, and I think and they he's... could also make him look really dorky too. Yes, exactly, yeah. and I think yeah. it's something different than what he's played before. And for Liesel, I have I had Lady Gaga, which I know you. I think you have too, Clayton. I think that's the only person that could do it is Lady Gaga. Like, <laughs> well, there's, no, there's the... no one else. Tilda sounds like a but really yes, good one. Yes, until too, I yeah. heard of until I heard <laughs> yeah. Tilda Swinton, like I was like, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, how about you? What would your what would yours be, Clayton? So, uh, the obvious answer, obviously, is you know, Kate Hudson as Goldie Hawn's character and stuff. But I wanted to go with I really want Anne Hathaway as the Madeline Ashton part. Oh, God. I think that would be wonderful. No. And for the Helen Sharp role, I think Rachel McAdams would be really fun. She's really good at comedy and she doesn't get a chance to do it a lot. And she's so gorgeous and looks good with red hair. Like, 
I just think that would be really fun. And because of just, I was sticking with like the ages of the original people, except just like two years younger for everyone. And so the actor, the male actor for Bruce Willis's role, I settled on Rupert Grint because he can do that like disheveled thing. And uh, he's been really good in some M. Night Shyamalan stuff lately. Uh, but Shyamalan? Shyamalan? <laughs> Is that how I said that? You said Shyamalan? Well, M. Night um, Shyamalan? M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, I also, <laughs> but who I would really want in that role is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I think really? Would be, yes, huh. I think he would be wonderful. And, of course, like I already said, Lady Gaga is the only person until, you know, I had heard yeah. Tilda Swinton suggested. I think Lady Gaga is the only Liesel I would want to see. Or share. Um, Oh my God! No, I, I, share? I don't. I don't want to share. I, I don't. I don't. I'm, what if they make it campier? It'd be share. No, don't want it. You'd be like, fuck the natural law. Oh my God! I can't. In the word of Jack from uh, Will and Grace, oh. <laughs> So, uh, what are your final thoughts and personal scores on this film? Uh, Ambie, since you are a guest, you go first. Um, like, how am I rating this? Like, a uh, out of something out of, like, out of ten? Out of five. Out of five? Yes. I'm going to say probably a three and a half. Really? Yeah, I think... I think there are some things that could have been done better, but like as far as like the time and um, how much technology we had and stuff back then, I mean, I think I think it came out pretty good. Um, I don't know. I just I definitely it, think there are some things that need a little more explaining. But as far as like fun goes, it was a really fun movie. And you, I, nothing to take seriously, but right. Yeah, there's just something. I'm just surprised because I know you love this so much. I was expecting a higher score. Well, Um, I mean, I think it's just the nostalgia for me, like you know, being able to go to uh, like Blockbuster Video and pick out movies with your family, and then just you know, go home and watch them, and just be part of, just be be part of something, and everybody just sitting around having a good time doing the same thing. Like I think that's more of what it holds for me than. I mean, it is a great movie and all, but I think it's just the memory of it is what means the most to me so that's cute i love blockbuster yeah. memories <laughs> um for myself this movie is fantastic i think it holds up amazingly there are a little bit of weird things at the end that i think could have been trimmed down and something about the ending ending i don't love 100 percent. i can't put my finger on it um, so I really don't know if I can like really take away for it, but just some of the pacing things around when Ernest is escaping is my only negative against mm-hmm. it, which is why I'm not going to give it a perfect score, but I think it is a solid nine and a half. I had a wonderful time. Basically no notes. Love like a four and a half? Four and a half. <laughs> four and a half. What did I say? Nine, nine and, and a half. half. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you changing, are you changing our rating system? Because no, I don't know I'm what just to do like... This. I'm so excited about The Last of Us. I like, I just, I can't. I know, it's almost coming on soon, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
24, 24 minutes to The Last of Us. I am like, oh, it's pumped. 24 minutes. This takes us five minutes to wrap up. Get your I know. I'm just saying I'm excited. <laughs> like, that's why I'm just. <laughs> no, focus and... on this. Focus on this. Focus, the Last focus. of Us will yes. be on there. Uh, okay. Anyway, so Stop it's a four and a half. What is, it, what, is, what is it for you, Sean? Oh, this is a five. <laughs> I'm giving yeah. it a five. Yeah, I think the I think you're right. I do think there's a little bit of pacing issues, and I do. But I love this movie. I I think it's very clever. I think it's very fun. Um, and I I just I like how like what it. I just think everyone in it is at is in giving a really great is really great in their game, if not at the top of their game. Um, and I, like I said, this is a movie that made me reevaluate Meryl Streep, and I just think she, like it's just so well done. Um, the effects hold up amazingly, mm-hmm. uh, and I just I just find it so much fun. Like this is a movie like I can put on, and I don't have to be like. It's one of those, if you're in the mood not to watch anything, you just put this on and you're going to be entertained. You're going to have fun. Like, is is it high, high, high art? No. But, like, not everything needs to be. Like, I enjoy enjoy this movie a lot. Yeah, you can enjoy it for what it is. Exactly. So for me, it's a five. I'm giving it a five. It could probably, if I, you could probably talk me into a 4.5. But. I could have been talked into a five. Like it's it's a it was very solid. You know, I'm not a big comedy fan and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just I really love this. I had a fantastic time with it. Yeah, me too. I think it's just so good. So five. (laughs) I was gonna say. So the budget uh, for this film was fifty five million. Um, and so it was pretty pretty high for the time, especially in ninety two. And there's a lot of special effects. Yeah. And uh, it ended up grossing 149 million. Um, sadly, only 50 million of that was domestically. So technically, here huh. in the states, it was. That surprises me because they were. I feel like they were all pretty big stars at the time. Oh, they absolutely were. And then, well, that's why the but like it made 50 million here, but overseas is really where it made its money. Yeah, um, I'm just surprised it didn't make more in the states. That's. um i just i think it was it was a little bit eviscerated by critics um not completely eviscerated this isn't it 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 was i think it was misunderstood for its time and a lot of people consider it to be empty i know even like siskel and eber considered it there's like no like uh, they just consider it kind of an empty film which Uh, i think pish posh yeah exactly so everything you know some of the high art arty people um but but it ended up with i believe on rotten tomatoes it's a 54 percent it has right now Jeez. which mm. i think is far too low for what this movie is speaking but, of uh what this movie's ratings have been uh ambi would you care to make a guess of what this average score for death becomes her is on letterboxd uh what is it out of Again. out of five it can be out like anything like it could be like 1.7 3.2 4.3 like it's just uh, an average of whoever's 4. rated 3? it i don't know you think 4.3 yeah all right sean um so i played this before <laughs> so i understand a little bit more what people are thinking i think 
think that this is really starting to get a resurgence. I've been hearing a lot more about it. A lot more people are talking about it, and it's really kind of like really leaning into its cult legacy. Um, I I'm going with three point four. Well, it is a three point six on Letterbox, which oh. I was a little bit surprised. I figured it'd be like a three point seven, three point eight. Um, oh, that, yeah, I didn't to... think it would be that high, but I'm glad it's three point six. I thought it was going to be a little lower. Mm-mm. All right, I figured good job. it would be like in the mid, like yeah. I was uh, gonna say letter six bo- though. Letterbox surprising me. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be surprised by Letterbox in a good way. Um, Ambi. Yes. I'm not going to ask about your socials because you have a crazy ex-boyfriend that does not need any more help in finding you. No. Um, but if you want to find us on the socials. We are on Twitter at Triple M Pod with three M's, and that's also how you can find our podcast on Instagram. I am Sean, and I are on Twitter and Letterboxd. I am at Just Happy to See You, number two, letter C, letter U. Sean, you are at Murph the Smurf, M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. And if you want to find us on Facebook, we have a page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies. We have a group where we can all interact and people can get to know each other and just talk about stuff. Uh, men who like men who like movies and you. And if you want to email us for any reason, that email would be men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. Good game, guys. Yes, this was a good one. <laughs> I was going to say, so Clayton, <laughs> I know next, this was my pick. What's your pick for next week? Uh, next week we will be doing our third Ty West film, his very underrated, in my opinion, The Innkeepers, and I am very excited. I have not seen that. It's wonderful. Love it. Oh. Love it, love it, love it. I was going to say, Clayton will talk you into watching it. <laughs> yes, He's talking me into Adrian. watching a lot of movies. Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of his yeah. normal thing. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> it's my thing. Um, but yeah, so if you want to catch up on The Innkeepers before next week be a good time to do it uh and please don't forget to give us maybe a five star rate or a review if you have time it helps so much in the algorithms i don't know why but it just does and it makes us feel really good um don't forget to be kind to people out in the real world it is tough out there it is not that hard to be kind and Ambie, thank you so much again for You're coming welcome. to talk to us about Thank you for having me on. Death Becomes Her because yes. it is yes. wonderful. It was great having you, Ambie. Thank you so much. Uh, also, one more thing. I just also wanted to say thank you for whoever left us the new review. Thank you, anyone who leaves us one. We appreciate you. I know. It was so nice. It made me it so was, happy. It, it perked up our day. It really did. And uh, yeah, until next time, I guess I'll tell y'all. Goodbye. Later. Bye. All right. Bye, everyone. Now, now you can go watch The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs>